What up, guys? It's Gary. Uh, but you know that. You know my voice at this point. You've been listening to the podcast. Uh, before today's podcast, you've been hearing a ton from me about VaynerMedia's uh, one-day strategy product called 4Ds, the Daily Digital Deep Dive. I've been pontificating. I've been excited about it. But my voice is only part of the equation. You've been hearing from me. Here's people that have actually lived it. Hey, everyone. Uh, it's Paul Gibson uh, in the UK, in my back garden bringing you my story of uh, the 4D experience, which was amazing, to say the least. Uh, probably a lot like uh, many of you, uh, when the opportunity came up, I was thinking, man, that's expensive. Um, looking at the cash flow and everything, I was thinking, can we do this? Uh, but deep down, it, it felt right. I'd followed some of Gary's content for a while. Um, I'd been implementing, I'm one of the 1%, just like you guys during uh, the day was just incredible all the guys on the on the um, the day uh, in exactly the same spot really um, knowing deep down that there's the world is changing and wanting to be a part of that uh, and be at the forefront of what you're doing um, and that passion comes through from all the guys on the 4d so on the day you meet with a senior team um, all experts and passionate about what they do um, I was sat in there just feeling pure validation all the way through um, that I'm on the right path, this is the way I want to go, this is what I want to do um, and and when obviously you spend a couple of hours with Gary uh, and a one-to-one -one, uh, on your business um, that's just incredible um, he's a nice guy, no different to what you see day in day out on the Daily V um, a really warm, nice guy, and uh, when you see the whites of his eyes and he's discussing your business, that's that's pretty special. Uh, certainly was for me. Uh, but what's most interesting is is how it's affected me afterwards. Um, and coming home on the train, I, I pretty much felt like I was in the matrix. Um, the size of the land grab and opportunity just dawned on me when I had some um, minutes to process the day, um, and uh, the enormity of the the things that, that I could do with my own business. Um, I started from day one. Um, we're a product business. We've got eyewear, uh, so glasses, sunglasses, even monocles. Check us out, Monocle Madness. Um, we're a product-based business, um, and we've dabbled in social, but uh, recognising that we really need to uh, go head first and all in, um, and that exp the experience and getting the blueprint on the day to apply so our business model um, has just changed things dramatically. So from taking that expensive uh, gamble in the beginning in monetary terms, what did it do? Well, I made three decisions based on the experience. Um, uh, one was to drop quite a major license that we developed product for, which was quite expensive because we um, I need to build our own brand. And I knew that going in, um, but Gary reaffirmed that in no uncertain terms. Um, so that's now what we're doing. So um, that sort of investment for us, I've got back tenfold within a month just on some of the decisions that I've made. And we're now not just a product business, but a media business. <laughs> no no surprise there. So I've already uh, interviewed. We've got two guys, uh, one girl who's 19, uh, one, girl, one guy who's 18. Uh, Carla, she started with us a week ago. Uh, creative, she's just... Uh, already awesome um, which is good lots of energy and uh, definitely knows what she wants to do so I went with my gut with Carla 
and uh, a guy called Cam starting with us is going to be more uh, less creative and dealing in post and dueling and all, all that sort of thing uh, via lots of channels uh, so we're in the brand building game now and in the media game uh, and I'd like to thank the 4D experience for making my path over the next five to ten years as clear as mustard um, if you're thinking about the 4Ds don't, just do it uh, just like everything else in life uh, go with uh, what's in your dome as Gary would say and uh, there's no real chance to take this is the Gary V Audio Experience cause we're gonna be What is up, Singapore? Thank you for the warm uh, intro. All right, a lot of things I wanna cover today. Feel free to sit down unless you wanna stand, you do you. Um, You know, I I flew from uh, Malaysia this morning and I was thinking about what I wanted to speak about with this incredible crowd and there was a lot of different things running through my mind. but I broke them down into a couple places. I think one of the things that I'm very fearful of is hypocrisy. I I, I think it really when people talk out of both sides of their mouth and I think one of the things that, that when I was growing up in the business world that became apparent to me is why do people take advice from individuals who've never done something, right? I've spent a lot of time thinking about that. Now, it's a very interesting thing in my mind because I used to be very 100% about this, which is don't listen to anybody who's never done something. But then I realized that some of the best coaches in sports history never played the game, but understood how to give advice. So that kind of took a step back. But the thing that I've realized was the reason that my initial reaction was don't listen to anybody who's never done it was that for me, when I communicate, I'm incapable of being the kind of coach for a football team if I never played it. I would never be good at that. Had I played baseball or football or, you know, high lie or, you know, whatever it may be, I would have then been able to give advice. But if not, I couldn't watch film or study the game and give advice. Going through this self-awareness over the last 20 years has allowed me to think about why over the last two or three years my content continues to resonate even more than ever. It's because I'm getting even more narrow in what I talk about. One of my favorite comments on my YouTube channel or my podcast or my Instagram or LinkedIn is when somebody says, Gary Vee, you're getting boring, you say the same I go, that's the point. If you really understand the process, I think there's way too many people talking about stuff they don't understand or because they think it will do well for them. I only wanna talk about the stuff that I understand because it's the only way I can bring any value. And I'm fine if somebody feels like they got it. I think, how many people here have watched my vlog? Raise your hand. Thank you. So I think you guys know on the vlog, every 20, 30 episodes, 50 episodes, I get weird and look at the camera and say, what the are you still watching this for? And I think when I think of myself 
in the personalities that speak or write books or put content, I feel like I'm the reverse. I want people to hear me and then for free and then go on and do their thing and win instead of keeping people in my funnel and monetize them through courses or masterminds or other things. I, th- I think that's important and I'll tell you why. I think that it's super important to watch who you take advice from. I, I always am fascinated when people are like, Gary, I've been watching your business videos, like a friend, forget about, you know, like somebody I've known for 25 years, like Gary, I've been watching your stuff lately, but my uncle tells me I should do this. And the first question I always ask is, and the person's asking a business question, and I ask them, well, tell me about your uncle. And they're like, well, he's a gym teacher at our high school. I'm like, well, if you want to be a gym teacher, your uncle is a tremendous person to listen to, But if you wanna build a business, I think I'm better at building businesses than your uncle. And so the reason I start this talk this way is because I think I have a little bit of a curveball for people that have been following me for a little while. I think a lot of you know that one of the things I fear the most, fear, is I don't want to be a motivational speaker. Like, I don't like that at all, I mean it. I don't like it at all because I don't think of myself that way. But over the last year and a half, the reason I've put out content that may be more rah-rah or things of that nature is because I've realized, my God, my greatest strength, the thing that I realize I can give best advice on is I'm the byproduct of very good parenting, very good environment, which means I didn't grow up with much, so I'm not entitled, very tried and true 20 years of business at this point based on work ethic, and based on giving value to the customer over anything else. And I realized that if you're here on a beautiful Saturday in the summer for this talk, that we have to start in the strategy of where your head's at, and then I can talk to you about the fact, and this is just true, there's a reason, I don't know if you guys know this, but VaynerMedia is opening an office in Singapore in the first quarter of next year, right? So I'm gonna be here a lot more going forward over the next five years, so if you see me in a restaurant, don't just stare at me, come over and say hello. Um, But I think that the thing that's on my mind in this market is mindset. I can give you the reasons we're opening an office in Singapore because in Southeast Asia, my marketing strategies of buying Facebook ads, running ads with KOLs and giving them as much money as possible, doing podcast and LinkedIn content works better in Singapore and Malaysia and Indonesia than it does in America or Europe. So all the propaganda that I push around Facebook advertising and Instagram and all that, I promise you, whether you're a lawyer or you have an app startup or you wanna sell t-shirts, I don't understand why anyone's confused. The only practical advice I have for you right now, practical, black and white, is run more ads on social media. And, if you're going to run more ads on social media to do whatever you're trying to sell, your course, your sneakers, your real estate, whatever you do, there's one part that breaks in running more ads on social media. 
do you know how to put a good picture or video or written word in the ad? The variable of running great ads is the creative itself. And I think too many people don't respect the art enough, they just respect the math. But from a practical standpoint, everybody here should be running a lot more social media. You do, nobody here is taking it serious enough. I'll tell you why, I take it more serious than my own religion and I don't take it serious enough. So if I'm up here and I don't take it serious enough, there is nobody here that is taking how big of an opportunity this is serious enough. I will go back to tactics in a minute, but let me tell you why I started my talk on what am I best at and that should be my advice. What I'm best at is knowing that the far majority of people in this room right now have not achieved the success or happiness they're looking for mainly on the back of the fact that they value their mother or father's opinion too much. The thing that I understand about life and then that matters in business is you either listen to your own voice or you listen to somebody else's. The thing that people need to understand more than anything is what is driving their ambition. Why are you doing what you're doing? What are you trying to scratch? What itch are you trying to scratch? Are you trying to be successful to prove to people that said you wouldn't? Are you trying to be successful because you love the process? Are you doing it because you wanna buy something fancy to show people that you're successful? Why do you do what you're doing? And most of all, for who? What happened to me through very good parenting is I play for myself. How many people saw Rocky IV, the one in Russia? Raise your hands, I wanna just get a sense. Raise it high if you saw that movie. Good, good amount. In Rocky IV, he fights a Russian guy, Rocky. The Russian guy talks about the pressure of the whole Soviet Union wanting him to beat Rocky, and at one point he cracks and tells the Russian government and all the fans, you, I'm not fighting for you, I'm fighting for me. I've always thought about that scene my whole life and I didn't know why until about two or three years ago which I realized, oh my God, I'm living for me. I'm playing this game for me, not for anybody else and everybody else is playing for somebody else. And that was unbelievably liberating and I'll be very honest to, with you, I was very grateful for that. I think a lot of people in this room have to go home tonight and ask themselves who they're playing for. Making your parents proud is usually the first step to disaster. I mean it. I understand that it's an interesting angle to talk about this. It's great to want to make your parents proud, but not at the expense of your happiness. And so I've become unbelievably fascinated with the mindset of why people do stuff and why am I able to work 17 hours a day. I'm able to work 17 hours a day because I love it. Nobody works 17 hours a day because of any other thing because they love it. People, all the people that try to teach you how to get rich with the least amount of work, they love the money. They love the money. People love the money. A lot of people here are here to figure out the secret for the money. 
You love the money, you value the money. I don't value the money, I value the game. My game is how good am I at this? I value the admiration. I value the admiration. That's a tough thing to say a little bit because it seems kind of shallow, but it's my truth. I was so overloved by my mother that when I went into the real world, I still wanted the love and I basically manifested with my DNA and my environment in a way that I, there's only one reason that I'm giving you more value than most people. It's because I want your admiration and the only way to get real admiration is to give the most. Simple as that. It's not super complicated. So I'm spending a lot of time trying to figure out what the am I doing? What am I doing in Singapore on Saturday right now? And I realize you better be doing the same thing because when you start figuring out that everything starts becoming a lot easier. When, and listen, one of the biggest reasons I'm unbelievably drawn to Southeast Asia is because of entrepreneurship DNA, right? There's a rawness to the entrepreneurs in the Southeast Asian market that I really am attracted to because I think I share that kinship in a lot of ways. But I'll be honest with you, probably right there with it, and as I get older every day, maybe even more so, I'm fascinated by the parenting culture in Southeast Asia and the obnoxious mistakes that are being made by parents treating their children as products, which I see playing out in America, but it's way more up here. <laughs> but before all the kids clap and say in their heads, yeah, he's right, you mom, before you do that, I just want you to understand the most fascinating thing about a relationship. It takes two to tango. You can sit here as a 29 year old and say, wait a minute, epiphany, he's right, I'm so mad, but you need to take responsibility for your part. You like all the nice things that come along with pleasing your parents. There is no both ways. So I am super passionate because of this reason. This is crazy. This is the remote control of our lives now. This is the single most important thing in the world. I'm literally willing to rip off my arm and give it to you than give up my phone. This is the most important. And what's happening inside of it is even crazier. Everything we know is being transformed by the platforms inside this device. If you are here today and you are not successfully building a community on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, you know, LinkedIn, YouTube, if you're not successful on one of the things in here right now, no matter how much money you're making, if you are not building a community in here, you are becoming irrelevant. This is the actual world and this is becoming secondary. And maybe you don't like it and it seems weird, it doesn't change the fact that that's exactly what's happening. And I highly recommend to all of you that if you are not putting in real hours in figuring this out, you are becoming unbelievably vulnerable to whatever ambition you sit here. If you wanna be the 
you know, prime minister, if you want to sell sneakers, if you want to raise money for awareness of a disease, if you want to sell your restaurant, whatever it is, if you are not producing in this environment successfully, you are becoming irrelevant. And if you think about where the world was just two or three or four years ago in here, wait till you see where it's gonna be in two or three years. This is just starting. Do not get confused by the growth over the last five years on this as if it's the end or what have you. This technology thing is just starting. And so I've been spending a lot of times with the mix of the high and the low, the ambition and the dirt, the clouds and the dirt, right? Why are you doing what you're doing and then do you know how to do it? I'm dying to know if you're doing it for yourself or somebody else, I've touched on that then I'm dying to, once you know what you're doing, for you putting in the hours to actually do it. The reason so many of you are judging yourselves for being lazy and not putting in the work even though you keep hearing it is because you don't like what you're doing. You're doing it because you think it's gonna make money. You're doing it because you think it's gonna make money. And so of course you're not putting in the hours, you don't like it. You deep down may even think that it's not good. You have to figure out why. You have to, and then how. And so why this is a big conversation and it's always been true, the only added extra thing for me to why this is important on how and why is the timing in what I'm talking about this. If this talk was happening in 1997, it wouldn't be as important because the internet wouldn't be at the scale that it is today. This is about underpriced attention. How many people have ever spent time or pay attention to real estate? Raise your hands. Real estate. Okay, thank you. I think about what's happening right now the way I think about real estate. I don't trade beachfront property or skyscrapers or homes or houses. I trade attention. To me, I know that everybody in here, when I look around the, this room, from youngsters from this region to people that have been around the block for a couple of minutes, maybe not from this region, when I look at all your faces, the one thing I know that I can talk about right here that will matter to everybody, whether you have money or don't, whether you're 20 or you're 80, is attention. Because it is the currency that we all have to figure out how to get to make the next thing happen. The thing that is happening globally in the world is about attention. The reason so much change is happening politically around the world is because the attention of the citizens in the world have moved to this and the newspaper, radio, television era of the last 80 years has been disrupted, which is why you're seeing results in Malaysia, the US, London, that are different than what people expected. They are naive and underestimating the enormous power of this. We, in this room, are in a time where we equally can take advantage of this. The amount of people sitting around dwelling about what this is doing instead of realizing that you can do something for yourselves with it is fascinating to me. My friends, this is a mindset game and an education game. Everybody thinks education's important. You hear that propaganda all the time, right? I agree. I think the way education is sold and the infrastructure around it today is broken but I think education is the most powerful thing in the world. I'm desperate for people in this room to be educated on how to run Facebook ads. It is a skill. It's a vocational skill. 
If you know how to run Facebook ads like an expert in 2018, you will make a lot of money. Not a little bit, a lot. Yet, people hear the propaganda or they've run some ads unsuccessfully and they quit, right? I mean, look, how many people here, by show of hands, and so far when I've asked for hands, Singapore, I gotta be honest with you, you've been me. The hands have been like this. I want high hands right now. How many people here have run Facebook ads and it didn't work? Raise your hands. Raise it high. Actually, stand up. Stand up. I mean it. Please stand up. Stand up. I see a lot of you who haven't yet. Stand up if you just raised your hand. Stand up if you've run Facebook ads and it didn't work. I'm gonna give you two more minutes, no lying. Ready? I want everybody to look around. Look around. Got it? All these people that are standing. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Sit down. But it's a very important point. The reason I did that and the reason I wanted everybody to see it is I was standing too. I have run hundreds of thousands of dollars of ads that didn't work. But I've also run hundreds of thousands of dollars of ads that have worked. VaynerMedia has spent hundreds of millions of dollars on ads that have worked and hundreds of millions of dollars that have not. The ROI of something is based on your talent to use it. The ROI of something is based on your talent to use it. The ROI of a basketball for me, zero. The ROI of a basketball for LeBron James, one billion dollars. You have run Facebook ads and it didn't work, it doesn't mean that Facebook ads don't work. It means that you ran Facebook ads that didn't work. This is a very important point, here is why. I stand up here today with a man of massive regret about one very narrow thing in business that ironically people cheer for me for, but I boo myself. Let me reenact something that happened 20 minutes ago. I was being introduced very nicely and at one point, the gentleman said, and he took his family business from four to $60 million. And you know what you guys did? You clapped loud. Let me tell you what I was doing. I'll actually reenact it, maybe you'll hear me. I was right here, and he said, and he took his business from four to $60 million. And you guys cheered loud. Let me tell you what I was doing. <laughs> Let me tell you why. In 2001 to 2004, I ran Google AdWords when it was new and most people didn't understand it. A lot of people said it wasn't working. I know, I had a lot of ads that didn't work either. If this was literally 2004, I would ask everybody here to say, stand up if you've run Google Ads and it didn't work. And the same amount of people would have stood up, okay? What I know about Wine Library was between email and Google AdWords, that was a dominant reason that I was able to take my dad's business that didn't have a lot of money and explode it because it was right. It's the same reason that Amazon is gonna be one of the biggest companies in the world because they were the biggest advertiser on Google AdWords during that era. I sit behind stage while I get clapped four to 60 and my brain says it should have been four to 250. If I was good enough and went hard enough and took more money and tried harder and slept less and went harder, it would have been four to 250. I stand here today knowing that's exactly what's happening right now on Facebook and Instagram. 
that every person in this room is gonna remember this part of the speech in seven years and look back and 98% of you, because you're not gonna do it, are gonna say, I up, I should have listened to him. I mean that, I mean it. I know it because even I am not spending enough. I'm spending so much, I have a 30 person team, I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars and I should be spending millions. So please my friends, understand the following. If you are not producing content for Facebook, for YouTube, for LinkedIn, depending on your business, depending on who you're trying to reach, if you do not understand that pictures, videos, and written words, and audio for seven to eight apps on the phone is the world, then you are vulnerable. If you do not understand that we are living in a special moment of time, because let me tell you what's about to happen over the next five years. VaynerMedia is about to become one of the biggest marketing companies in the world because Coca-Cola and BMW and GE and SAP and Nike are all gonna hire us over the next five years and I'm gonna take $500 million from television and I'm gonna put it into Facebook. Facebook is a marketplace. So when Facebook, you have to understand, you're all very smart, Facebook and Instagram. If you wanna reach somebody that lives in Singapore who makes $100,000 a year and I wanna get in front of you, it's gonna be in your feed. Either you're gonna be there or Nike's gonna be there. Who has more money? They're gonna bid you up, and now it costs $6 to get 1,000 in front of 1,000 people, of which only 13 look, because we all go fast, I got it, but it's still $6 for 13 people. But in four years, it's gonna be $38 for 1,000, and only six are gonna look at it. My friends, this is a moment in time on social networks, on a mobile device that is unparalleled in the history of marketing. Better than early television. Better than early internet. You know why? Everybody's on it. Everybody is on it. From six years old to 96 years old. There are 65-year-old men sending text emojis right now. Everybody, your grandparents are on it. This has happened. Please stop around. Please take this seriously. Please produce content on these platforms with everything you have. How many people are being successful right now with social media marketing and advertising? Raise your hands. Raise your hands high. How many people? They're the people that I'm most worried about. I mean it. The success is disguising how good it is. I'm more worried about me than the 90% that didn't raise their hand. Because I've done the hard work to figure out it's good and yet I'm still not eating enough of it. How many people here are in the personal brand business? The content they put out is them as a human being. Raise your hands. Raise your hands high, I just need to know. One of the biggest things that I want to spend some time on is this category, and I think a lot more of you should be in it. I think everybody here should be putting out content as a person, and the reason they don't, how many people here work for somebody? Raise your hands. Okay, so that group, I understand, they're not in full control, so maybe it would be uncomfortable for them to put out content because they're worried about their boss, makes sense. For everybody else, every person should be producing content, yet, of the people that are left, that didn't raise their hand, only about 10% of that audience, based on what I just looked at, is putting out content. The biggest reason most people aren't putting out content 
is they're worried about other people's opinions of their content. There's a lot of people here who stopped posting on social media because one anonymous person said that they were ugly. We're living in a time when this is offering us the greatest personal opportunity for upside and the reason you're not taking advantage of it is because somebody anonymous in the Philippines left a comment and said you were stupid. That's with me. And I need you to understand it and it goes back to the biggest thing that I started with, which is who are you doing this for and are you allowing? The fact that most people in the world will live their entire life valuing somebody else's opinion of themselves more than their own opinion about themselves, I, I will spend the rest of my life talking about this and putting pressure on this conversation because it's fundamentally the unlock. It is, I'm watching humans do everything from buying clothes to buying homes with extra bedrooms that they don't need to a million other things that look like that, literally trying to keep up with the Joneses. I don't know who these Joneses are, but I'm gonna kill them. I mean it. I wanna find the Joneses and I want to assassinate the Joneses because the amount of time and energy you spend keeping up with the Joneses is staggering. The respect that parents in America and Asia have for each other is the reason they're so bad at parenting. They care about their friends' opinions about their kids more than they care about their kids' happiness. It's true. It's, true. it's crazy. And so that's what's breaking down for me, everyone. That's what's kind of top of mind. I'm, I'm staggered and taken aback by the disproportionate abundance that we have. I can't believe how much opportunity you actually have. I can't believe how simple. I mean, kids with no experience who just listen carefully, a month in, which is no time at all, are feeling the benefits of selling stuff on these platforms, that only speaks to me of how easy it is. There's so much abundance. There's so much abundance. And there's, you know, another reason, another reason people in this room are not running their business through Facebook right now in Singapore, let's use that, is because they have an opinion about Facebook itself. You have an opinion socially about the phone and you're letting that opinion socially dictate your business. Your opinion on what kids should be doing on their phone is dictating how you're thinking about your business. Or the fact that you don't like seeing ads means you're not running them because you don't like it. Making decisions on you a focus group of one instead of letting the market make decisions is enormous, is an enormous mistake. And I see it every single day. I love when people are like, Gary, Gary, I heard your talk, but me and my friends, we don't use Facebook. I go, that's nice, Carol, but three billion people do. My friends, the data is obvious. The market is obvious. What's not obvious to me is why you're not taking advantage of it. What's not obvious to me is 
the majority of people here are here because they consume my content. You decided to come on a Saturday. You're watching the content. Uh, this is literally, like, I don't know what you thought I was gonna talk about up here. Like, you know what's coming out of my mouth. You know exactly what the I'm gonna talk about. And I, what's interesting to me is why I have to do it. Because I know that maybe it, you needed to see it live. Maybe, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Maybe something happened yesterday in your business. The reason I continue to do what I do is because I know it's 100% working and I don't know enough about you to know which time. Why do you think I do audio and video and written? I don't know how you like to consume content in human form, in a phone, in audio, in video, in a motivational quote on Instagram, in a ridiculous snap, I don't know how you want it, but what I'm gonna give you is very basic. Get your mental shit together and do Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> it's that basic. And so, listen, I really appreciate that moment because it's the most kind of honest moment me and you just had. I literally don't have anything else. Like, like, I can talk up here for the next 11 hours and I'm happy to, but if you're asking me what my ambition is when I fly across the world, it's that in nine months I get a DM or an email from one of you that says, hey, and by the way, this is how my life is, so I already know what it looks like. Hey Gary, Sally here. Um, I saw you in Singapore in July. A uh, little bit about me, I sell flowers. I have a flower shop and my internet business was doing okay. I'd been listening to your podcast for two and a half years before you came to Singapore. It was the first time that I heard you live. For some reason I finally really listened and I started making 15 pictures and 20 written terms and nine videos a week instead of one. And you'll never believe this, Gary, but my business has gone from 1.3 million to 6.2 million. I just wanted to email you and thank you. I reply, no Sally, good for you. <laughs> that is why I'm here. Because that feeling of actually changing somebody's life for in essence free is a feeling and a half. And so I'm asking, now I'm gonna be selfish. You don't wanna make yourself happy for you because you've got up parents, fine. Do it for me. <laughs> like, like. And it's really interesting why I asked you to do this. I had an epiphany four years ago as somebody, depending, if, if, how many people used to watch the wine show? Anybody? Thank you, dude. There we go. So like, over the last four years, I've gotten my health in much better shape, and you'll never believe why. For the first 38 years of my life, I didn't do it for me. I'm not good at doing things for me. Somewhere on a flight from Houston to New York, I figured out that I'm good at being accountable to you. I'm a good boss, I'm a good leader, I'm a good brother, I'm, a, I'm good at that. So I realized, wait a minute, if I hire somebody full-time who's always with me, I'm not gonna wanna let him down. 
And I literally figured out my health by paying somebody $100,000 a year just to travel and follow me around and be my babysitter and that I didn't want to let them down is why I am now in good shape. When I said to you, if you don't want to do it for you, do it for me, I'm not kidding. You need to figure out your hack. If you are not happy or satisfied in this room right now, professionally, which is usually because it's emotional, if you're not in that place, what you tend to do You know what's so fascinating to me about this world of speakers and masterminds and courses and books and things of that nature? I just wanna solve the problem and move on and never see you again. I mean it, it's like the business of medicine. The answer is very simple. You're not in the right place in your head. You're not. But most people take advantage of that and keep you on the drug forever. I just wanna operate on you. I just wanna look you in the face and call out your Yesterday in Malaysia, some young man said, Gary, I have a problem. I do, I'm too good at too many things, so I can't pick one thing because I don't know which one to pick. How do do I do that? What do I do? And I said, well, first of all, you realize that the biggest excuse in the world, the dubious excuse in the world, The worst excuse in the world is I'm too good at too many things because what you're actually saying is I actually don't want to do anything and I want to paint a facade to everybody that I'm good at things or a perfectionist. Gary, the reason I'm not done with my project is I'm a perfectionist. Excuse, excuse, excuse. You need to figure out why you're making excuses. I'll save you time. You value somebody else's opinion more than you value your own. You have to figure out how to fix that yesterday. You have to figure out how to fix that yesterday. It is the number one cancer in our minds, in the world. You have to figure out, and if you're sitting here right now and saying, okay, that's fine, Gary, but the problem is the voice that tells me I'm not good most is my own voice in my own head to me, right? I wanna tell the people in this room that have that issue, that somebody put that voice in your head, not you. This is a very important point, here's why. If I can get you past that hurdle, you'll start doing. If I can get you past the hurdle of what's going on in your head, you'll start doing. If you start doing at this moment, the Facebook and Instagram thing, you will see results. I'm just curious what's holding you back. I think a lot of people are held back because they're scared to fail in front of everybody because if they fail, then it's their loss. The reason entrepreneurship is hard is you have nobody to blame. You know, who's an employee? Raise your hands. You know why it's awesome to be an employee? You get to blame somebody else. The reason it's to be an entrepreneur, right now it's cool to be an entrepreneur because there's so much money in the system and everybody's raising capital and you put entrepreneur in your Instagram account and everything looks great, right? The problem is 98% of people are gonna lose. And when that loss happens, do they have the mental strength to deal with the judgment? Your inability to deal with judgment 
the secrets you're hiding inside yourself that you don't want other people to know is the reason you're not on the offense. I need you to cleanse it and I need you to go on the offense. And I'll tell you why I'm passionate about it now and I promise you I'm making a prediction which I hate to do. I will not be talking about this in six years because I'll still want you to fix your head but the actions won't be as opportunistic as they are right now. Scale underpriced attention comes along in cycles. When the television took the attention from the radio, from the 50s and 60s and 70s, commercials were underpriced. That's why there's so much money in commercials now. But it's not anymore. For the rest of your life, your friends, family, kids, grandkids are gonna ask you about this era of influencers and startups and why it happened. What was it like when all these things were happening? And I don't want you sitting there with regret that you didn't take advantage of it. Just like I have regret in the back room that I didn't fully take advantage of Google. I took advantage of it, I did okay. Especially for my family. But I didn't do what I could have done. And that is what hurts. I know it's happening right now. I know we're sitting through the single biggest scaled attention platform, the internet, mobile devices, social networks on the mobile devices right now. I know that every single person here can get something from it and I'm trying to figure out why you're not doing it. Because I've told it to you 8,000 times. Right? You've heard it. Who here has heard me say things like this before, even once in their lives? Raise your hands. I need it. I need to know why you're not spending money on Facebook ads. I need to know. And what I know is it's some of the heady that I was talking about in this talk. The judgment of others. The fear of failing in front of everybody. You are acting like an entrepreneur, but in your heart you know you're not good at it and you know you're inevitably gonna fail and you don't wanna deal with the ramifications of that loss, so you're completely half pregnant right now. You're acting like an entrepreneur, you're not doing anything, and it's just gonna take some time and inevitably you're gonna start working somewhere in six years. I don't want that for you. I want one thing for you, health. The second thing I want for you, self-awareness. Do you know who you are? Do you know what you're good at? These are important topics, my friends, young or old. You know who I fear the most? Everybody in here who's over 35, 40 years old because they start thinking about it's too late, like I don't have enough time or I already You're gonna live so much longer. You're gonna live so much longer. And so I, I am desperate to understand where you're at with your head on this and why you're not attacking it because I know flat out that most of the shit you hear every day, today, tomorrow is just a band-aid to your and that you really gotta figure out what's going on inside because you know what to do. The question is why aren't you not doing it? My friends, the math around becoming a human being in current scientists is 400 trillion to one. The odds of you sitting here wearing those awesome green pants are 400 
trillion to one. There's nothing that will ever happen in your life that is more remarkable than the fact that you have a life. So, since everybody here is a miracle, wouldn't it be a good idea to do something with it? Like, isn't it time now to finally get rid of the poison in your head and stop worrying about other people's judgment on you? Let me tell you the best part about not giving a about other people. It's not like the freedom, it's how you get there. Do you know how I got to a place of not giving a I realized everybody out too. Like, so you think your mom's so special? She's got shortcomings somewhere else. So your older brother's great at school and makes four million dollars a year? He's probably a face. (laughs) Please, please, please use this keynote as the seed to figure out why you're acting for other people and not yourself because the second you do, the second you actually make this decision that I'm putting a lot of pressure on you, you'll actually start doing the things. You know why I do things? Do you know how hard it was for me to have DRock follow me three years ago? Nobody was running around the world with a person following them. The only vloggers were doing it first person. I did it because I knew it was right and where the world was going, but the only reason I really did it is because I didn't care that you judged me that I was a or a for having somebody follow me. I could never do all the things that I do if I allowed you to judge me. Everybody told me the internet was a fad. Everybody told me email wasn't gonna work. Everybody told me YouTube was stupid. Twitter was really stupid. Everybody told me not to put all my money into Facebook. Every good thing that has ever happened to me, everybody told me was stupid. So why am I gonna listen to anybody? And I promise you, you're living that same life too. Do the thing that you wanna do. Stop listening to other people. Start executing. Get your head right and really get perspective. You're a miracle. Do something with it. I love you, Singapore. Stop around and take advantage of your life. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Gary V.